Hey guys, it's Simmon. This is Sprossling Unlimited, as it is Friday, February 17th, 2023, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-ish stories to talk about. We have a couple quick hits and a couple big stories as well. We're going to talk about something that literally just came out right before we went live, hence why I pushed the show back 30 minutes or so. Vince McMahon's asking price has basically been revealed by Bloomberg. WWE is interested in multiple free agents, one maybe even bigger than Jay White. We got some news on Jay White and his big match with Eddie Kingston tomorrow, and so much more, because again, this is the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. Every Monday and Friday morning, roughly around 11 to 11.30 a.m. Pacific, we're right here talking all the latest news in professional wrestling with you guys live. You don't have to just watch live. You can watch later, or you can listen later on podcast services all around the globe. But if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. If you're watching live on Twitch, you can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Excuse me. Also, can't get rid of this cough. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime or access to anybody's Amazon Prime account, whether that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, anybody's Amazon Prime, then you have access to Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games. Free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, right here, right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, if you are watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying an old game, whether you're buying a new game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use this code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Whether you're over there getting Returnal that just dropped on PC, you're getting the new Hogwarts Legacy, or you're pre-ordering The Last of Us Part 1, Use the code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout, and you'll be supporting us right there. No extra cost. Just takes you a couple seconds to put it in. Also, if you're getting the free game, right now the free game is Warpips. Next week, the free game will be Duskers. Use this code, PWUNLIMITED, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, it's no cost at all if you're claiming a free game. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. But as far as the news does go, and give me one second, because my computer feels like it's struggling right now. For some reason it looks, all right, we're going good. It looked like it was getting a little framey, like it was dropping frames, but it was telling me it wasn't, but it looked like it. I think we're good to go. But our lead story today actually just dropped about 30, 40 minutes ago. It's from Bloomberg, and it has to do with Vince McMahon's asking price as far as the sale does go of WWE, as Bloomberg wrote the following. 
and all of a sudden, I don't see it anymore. Did they take it down? Hold on. Give me one quick second, guys. <coughs> um, give me one second here. And then we should be good to go. <clears throat> um, I need to check one other thing. For some reason, the Bloomberg link is not working for me anymore. It, it was showing me the full thing, but now it's not showing it to me. So give me, here we go. I've got it now. I've got it now. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. All right. So as far as this new Bloomberg story does go, Vince McMahon is reportedly asking a big price tag for WWE. Lucas Shaw of Bloomberg reports that Vince McMahon is looking to make as much as $9 billion in a potential sale of the company. WWE, though, has a current market value of about $6.5 billion. Endeavor, who owns UFC and investors from the Middle East, are listed as potential suitors for WWE. The report states that, quote, Larger strategic buyers such as Netflix Inc. and Walt Disney Co. may be uneasy taking on a business controlled by McMahon that involves the sometimes messy personal lives of its wrestlers. WWE is currently engaged with outside uh, advisors to review strategic alternatives in relation to upcoming media rights negotiations. One strategic alternative is a potential sale of the company, which would happen before media rights deals for Raw and SmackDown are locked in. Nick Khan recently stated that a sale could happen quickly, possibly in the next six or three months. Vince McMahon, who retired in July of 2022, returned to WWE as a member of the board on January 6th, claiming that he needed to be present for media rights negotiations as the founder and controlling shareholder. So basically... Vince is asking for $9 billion for WWE. Now, we had heard people like Dave Meltzer and I think Mike Johnson of PW Insider kind of put out the $8 billion number. So nine is right around that ballpark, I guess you could say, of what many thought Vince was going to be asking for. Now, the company itself, when you look at like the stocks and the market value and everything, is worth $6.5 billion. So, if somebody is willing to pay higher than that, and let me adjust my chair, I believe that that could be Saudi Arabia. Now, I'm not saying I know this for sure, but the article does state that investors from the Middle East are listed as potential suitors. Now, that would mean a group from Saudi Arabia, if not just the Saudi Arabian government. So, we'll have to follow the story very, very closely. Again, Vince is really looking to sell this company and the way Nick Khan is talking about the sale in relation to the media rights deal is they want it done before the media rights deal, which to me, and I could be completely wrong on this, doesn't sound like Nick Khan has super confidence in those media rights going up. Now, if the media rights stay where they are, I don't know what that would mean for the evaluation of the company. If the media rights go down and they get offered less, yes, that would drop the evaluation and the market value of WWE. So with Nick Khan going out here saying, we want to get this thing done in three months. We want to get this done before we start talking to NBC and Fox. 
Well, is that because he thinks they might offer less? I don't know, but that's just something that I've been kind of thinking over the last, I want to say, two weeks since Nick Khan was on, I want to say, MSNBC. But as of right now, a new report from Bloomberg is reporting that Vince McMahon is asking for $9 billion as far as the asking price of the potential sale of WWE does go. And it's still a potential sale. If Vince doesn't get what he wants, he could just say, nah, I don't want to do it. We're not selling. There's always that possibility. It's not like the company has to be sold. It's going to be sold no matter what. It's the company may be sold. That's something you have to remember. The company may be sold. Another interesting thing is that this new Bloomberg article kind of rules out Netflix and Disney saying, quote, larger strategic buyers such as Netflix Inc. and Walt Disney Co. may be uneasy taking on a business controlled by McMahon that involves the sometimes messy personal lives of its wrestlers. So, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if Vince can get $9 billion. Now, I remember, I think it was maybe Brandon Thurston or Dave Meltzer, if not both of them, who stated that if WWE can be sold for upwards of $8 billion, Vince would pocket at least $3 billion himself. Like, pocket. Go to him. $3 billion. And then I think Nick Khan's going to get a lot of money. Stephanie's going to get a lot of money. Linda herself is going to get a lot of money. So, people are looking to be very wealthy and financially set here, possibly in 2023, when it comes to WWE. Now, speaking of WWE, it's WrestleMania season. There's the potential of new people coming in for WrestleMania, like we saw last year with Cody Rhodes. And it looks like WWE is interested in two major free agents, one being Jay White and the other being somebody possibly bigger than Jay White. This news does come from this news does come from Give Me Sport by way of a wrestle votes as they state the following. Triple H has tasked the WWE creative team with coming up with ideas for Jay White's debut. Give Me Sports has been told. In an exclusive interview with WrestleVotes, Give Me Sport was told that White's name was brought up in a free agent meeting with WWE recently. While White's move to WWE isn't confirmed, at least as of now, higher-ups have been hopeful that they're going to be able to secure his services. Last month, Fightful was reporting that Jay White was preparing to leave New Japan Pro Wrestling at the expiration of his contract with a move to America expected in the near future. Shortly after that, it emerged that WWE was not only interested in White, but higher-ups are pretty confident that the 30-year-old would be joining. Russell Votes, speaking to Give Me Sports, has confirmed that WWE is hopeful to sign White, with his name being brought up in recent company meetings as Russell Votes stated the following. In the middle of January, there was a decent-sized meeting which involved a lot of the creative team and marketing people. It was about prospective free agents, with people of all sorts being brought up. Jay was obviously on the list. And that's not all, as Russell Votes is also claiming that Triple H has tasked the creative team with coming up with, quote, rough ideas for Jay's debut, should he join the company, as Russell Votes states. I can tell you that they want him. They want, or they were hopeful that they could get him. They even started coming up with rough ideas to bring him in. 
Now, it was noted that AEW is also interested in securing the former IWGP World Champion, so he could ultimately end up signing with AEW and not go to WWE. That is a possibility. Now, it looks like there's more to this as well. In the same interview, Russell Volts also told Give Me Sport that Kota Ibushi's name was brought up in the aforementioned free agent meeting that WWE did hold next month or last month. This actually seems to go in line with the story Dave Meltzer put in this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, where he noted that Triple H was prioritizing the signing of a major free agent, presumably Kota Ibushi, as well as Jay White. So this is very interesting. Kota Ibushi has not shied away from stating that he's not against working in WWE, that he wouldn't be opposed to going back to WWE. And I say back because he worked for them for the Cruiserweight Classic and did a couple NXT house shows with that as well. So it does look like WWE is very interested in two former IWGP heavyweight champions, one being Jay White and the other being Kota Ibushi, where if we go with off of what Meltzer is stating, he didn't say Ibushi specifically, but he did state that they're interested in Jay White and somebody else that they may even be pri- pri- I'm gonna butcher this word, prioritizing higher than Jay White. That could be Kota Ibushi. And here's why you would prioritize Kota Ibushi over Jay White. Because it is very likely that Jay White goes to WWE, but it is also very likely that Jay White goes to AEW. Now, it is pretty likely that Kota Ibushi goes to WWE, but it's more probable that Kota could end up signing with All Elite Wrestling. If you think that one is more likely to sign with AEW than the other, then you want to prioritize that guy and do what you can to get that guy and not have him go to the competition. I do believe that there's a chance that they could get both. There is a very feasible chance that they could get both, or they could get one, or they could get none. But with people there like Kenny Omega, that is basically the best friend of Kota Ibushi, that's one big thing you got to think about of, oh, well, that could sway Kota to go there and not go to WWE. So if WWE feels like it's... And now I'm speaking out of turn and I'm editorializing. WWE may feel that it's easier for them to get Jay White so they can just make him a normal offer and go from there. But that they may have to do a little extra when it comes to trying to sign Kota Ibushi and sign him away from not going to AEW. Both would be tremendous signings for WWE. But then the big question is, the big question is, do you start them in NXT or do you bring him straight to the main roster? We do know that they've signed Dragon Lee and he's going to NXT. When it comes to Jay White and Kota Ibushi, I think Ibushi would be fine. Ibushi would be fantastic on the main roster, but I feel like because of the language barrier, he may need to start in NXT and then be moved up pretty quickly. Basically what they're doing with um, Dragon Lee. They're going to put him in NXT to get him comfortable, and then his manager said that the goal is for him to be on the main roster within a year. As far as Jay White goes, just put that guy on the main roster and have him feuding with everybody. Put him in the Cody spot-ish. Like if Cody came in here, Jay White comes in right here. Like if 
if this is I'm challenging for the world title in a year, you put JY right under that where maybe in two years he's challenging for the world title. He doesn't have the same, I don't feel like, star power that Cody did coming in, but I feel like you can build to that pretty quickly. I do think that Jay White needs to start on the main roster, and Cody Ibushi would be fine. He'd be fantastic on the main roster, but he'd also be fine going to NXT. Now, am I saying that I don't think Jay White would be fine in NXT? I think he would be okay in NXT, but I feel like he would be a big fish in a small pond there, and you would be able to tell very quickly that he's leaps and bounds better than people in NXT, and he's going to start making some of those guys look bad because of it. There's guys in NXT that need to be on the main roster now, like Carmelo Hayes, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later. <clears throat> but I think because of Jay White's experience, and Jay White has worked in New Japan, he's worked AEW, he's worked all these different companies, he's worked with companies that have television, and he's worked with American television, that I think he's prime and ready for the main roster, a la AJ Styles. When AJ came in in 2016, straight to the main roster, I think that's the same for Jay White. He needs to go straight to the main roster. So we'll follow the story very closely and see what comes of it because the next story we do have is a big one on Jay White. We'll just jump into it right now. Jay White is in a Loser Leaves New Japan match tomorrow. It was revealed yesterday on Wrestling Observer Live that Kofi or that Eddie Kingston and Jay White will presumably be facing off at Battle in the Valley in a Loser Leaves New Japan match. The stipulation is as followed. If Jay White loses, he can no longer wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling anywhere. Now, he already lost to Hikaleo in a Loser Leaves Japan match. So, he can only work for New Japan in the United States. But if he loses tomorrow to Eddie Kingston, he can't work for New Japan at all. Now, on the flip side, if Eddie Kingston loses tomorrow, then he can't work New Japan or New Japan talent without the permission of Jay White. Basically, Jay White said, you know what? If you want to do a loser leaves with me, I'm going to kind of do the same with you. You can't work in a New Japan ring or with New Japan talent unless I give you my, my blessing. Well, that's a very interesting one that they put that second kind of change on the step for Eddie Kingston. Now, I don't know if this is a straight-up spoiler, for Battle in the Valley tomorrow that, oh, Jay White's losing. But it does lead many, including myself, to believe that that could be the case, that, that tomorrow is Jay White's final night in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe it's not his final night under contract, because maybe his contract does go a couple more days or a week or whatever. But as far as competing goes, I think tomorrow we see the end of Switchblade in New Japan, at least for now. Could he ever go back? Of course but I think tomorrow we see an end of an era because the Switchblade era in New Japan was fantastic. It was short-lived. I mean, he's only been there since, what, 2017, I want to say, when he came back from Excursion. And then by 2018, he became the Switchblade that we know. So a lot of things could be in place to happen this weekend, and we'll see exactly how that all does flesh out. Now, before we get into a big block of WWE news, I did want to talk about Kyle O'Reilly and his current status being out with an injury. So, Tony Khan did actually, 
Well, Kyle O'Reilly first shared an update on his status back in January, stating, Dealing with a post-surgical issue that I will disclose at a later date has caused me a lot of frustration. Adam Cole also stated recently, quote, Kyle was really banged up, and it got to the point where he kind of couldn't take it anymore. I'm so glad that he got fixed and got healthy and is recovering day by day every day. Well, while speaking with the In The Click podcast, Tony Khan actually stated the following, quote, He's doing better. Hopefully, we'll look forward to getting him back, but it's a number of injuries and a tough recovery and really, really miss him. And hopefully, he'll be back with the, us in AEW soon. Now, O'Reilly has not wrestled at all since June 8th, 2022. It was an episode of Dynamite. He won a battle royal to open the spot before losing to John Moxley in this show's main in the opening match before he lost to John Moxley in the main event. So we will follow this very closely as far as the injury does go to Kyle O'Reilly. We'll see when and if he does make it back. As to keep moving on, I guess we could tie. This in with AEW and WWE. There's been some rumors about Punk and Dave Meltzer kind of cleared some of that up in today's Wrestling Observer newsletter as Meltzer wrote the following. There were reports going around regarding Chris Guy Ace Steel being at the Royal Rumble and then speculating that he was there to broker a deal for CM Punk. However, not only is that impossible at this point, because Punk is under contract to AEW, but Guy wasn't at the Rumble to begin with, so that aspect of the story was incorrect from the start. So there we go. A Steel was not at the Royal Rumble. A Steel is not trying to get CM Punk a deal for WWE, at least legally. Now, could they be using A Steel as a mediary to say, hey, we're interested? Hey, tell him we're interested. And we'll go from there. Yes. But to broker a deal, that can't happen. Money can't be talked about no matter if it's with a third party or not. Until he is no longer with All Elite Wrestling. And right now, he has not been released by Tony Khan. Tony is going to wait out, it seems like, his injury. And then make a decision after Punk is cleared. But as far as, even if they're giving a number... To Ace Steel, that's still technically contract tampering because Ace Steel can then go back to get Punk with that number and say, here's the number they want to give you. No, because that would be, they can't talk to the wrestler nor any wrestler's representation while he's still under contract with AEW. They can say, hey, we're interested, let him know, but that's basically as far, as far as they can go. They can say, hey, let him know that when his contract's up, we want to talk. But they can't say anything else or do anything else, or make any other notions or motions towards CM Punk. So I thought I would just hit on that little quick note, because I did have people asking me if that story was true. And, well, Meltzer said tonight, or today, it's not. Somebody that did come over from AEW and still has family in AEW is Cody Rhodes. And this story with him and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and all that has become personal, and it's kind of become embedded with family And some have actually asked Cody about his brother Dustin potentially getting involved in this storyline and if it's even possible. And while speaking with BBC Studios, Cody noted that while he and Dustin have a very different relationship to what people may think, he misses his brother. 
When asked about the possibility of Dustin making an appearance before or at WrestleMania, Cody stated the following. A couple of folks have asked that, and I thought, as they say it, I'm thinking, gosh, that sounds really special. Dustin and I have a very different relationship than a lot of people think. But the closer I get, and I can tell you this, the closer we get to WrestleMania, the more I think about it. Because I do have a lot of the stories made to be about dad, and that's true. And I do want people to acknowledge what he did and what I'm trying to accomplish is part for him. But I do miss my brother. Now, I don't think it's going to be possible with Dustin still being under contract to All Elite Wrestling till sometime in this year, I believe. I believe his contract is up at some point in 2023. The last report I saw was July or August of 2023, sometime this summer. So if that's the case, he would have to get permission from Tony Khan, and I don't think Tony Khan would say yes. We got a perfect example of this. Billy Gunn wanted to be in the 25th anniversary celebration of DX, Thought he was going to be in it. And then Tony said, nope, we're pulling you out. We're telling you no. So I highly doubt. And that would have been just a really quick cameo on TV. Maybe doesn't even have to say anything other than suck it and this and that. This would be a whole Dustin getting involved in a storyline. Possibly. Dustin possibly having lines to say. I doubt they bring Dustin and have him say nothing. I doubt we would see Dustin on television and he doesn't say a single word. But it would be awesome if we have Dustin there, especially if maybe Dustin can be in Cody's corner, if Roman's got, you know, Heyman in his corner and other, any other members of the bloodline, say Solo's out there at WrestleMania, Dustin sees Solo try to get involved and bada bing, bada boom, Dustin takes down Solo. Just fantasy booking now, but... I don't think we get Dustin. I don't think it's legally possible, and I don't think Tony would allow it. I just don't think Tony Khan would sign off on it because he would have to. Now, when speaking about Dusty and the whole trying to tie Dusty to Roman that has to do with NXT and Dusty helping out with NXT and now Shawn Michaels is helping out with NXT and there's one person that Shawn Michaels is very high on in NXT, and that is Carmelo Hayes. And apparently, it is being talked about that Carmelo Hayes could be in whatever this new incarnation of the Hurt Business may actually become. According to Dave Meltzer in the latest Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he states that there have been, quote, discussions of calling up two-time NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes to potentially join the newly reformed or potentially soon newly reformed Hurt Business. Meltzer reiterates, though, that this was only, quote, discussions and nothing is definite, but that there have been definitely talks of Hayes being called up to the main roster and possibly soon. Now, interestingly, MVP recently said in an interview that he hopes to work with Carmelo Hayes as Hayes reminds him a lot of a young version of himself. And when you think about it, when you think about the old MVP, old U.S. champion MVP from 2004, the one that was feuding with Kane and Undertaker, and the way he goes about things as far as like his style and character-ish. And then you look at Carmelo Hayes. I really see Carmelo Hayes like a, a 2023 version of that MVP. You mix in a little bit of Shawn Michaels as well. And then he's got his own little flair with the way he talks. That's great. 
Fonzie says that was 2006. Well, actually, he first came in in 2004, and that's when he won the U.S. title and all that stuff. He was been in was in WWE around 2004. That's when he really started with them, bud boy. I can even double check you on that. MVP started with WWE in the early 2000s in, and I know the Undertaker match was in 2006. That was like the mo one of the most memorable things he did. But he actually started with WWE. Okay, I take it back. 2005. He signed and was sent to Deep South Wrestling in developmental. 2005. I was off by a year when I said 2004. But regardless, I loved the old MVP. The current MVP is still really good. I'm a huge fan of him. But that old MVP, there was something special about him. There was a reason he was the MVP of SmackDown. The highest paid acquisition in SmackDown history or free agent signing in SmackDown history, the angle that they played. And I do see some of that in Carmelo Hayes, of, for sure. But then you also see hints of like Shawn Michaels and, and he's got his own way because he talks a little differently and he, he's got this like cool confidence about him. I love Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo Hayes is going to be a big star on the main roster. I don't know exactly what the move is as far as him and Braun Breaker because it looks like that's the route for Mania Weekend, him and Braun Breaker. So do they have Braun beat him and then he comes up just so we get the match? Or does he beat Braun, become the new NXT champion, Braun comes up, and then Carmelo can come up in the fall? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure how they play that because I want them both just on the main roster. But if you would talk to Booker T, Booker going to tell you that Braun ain't ready for the main roster and Braun's getting stale and he's only got one gear. Come on, Book. But enough with that. Carmelo Hayes being in the Kurt business. Cool. Her business is already, what, five guys? Um, MVP, Bobby, Shelton, and Cedric. Adding maybe Omos would make it five, actually. And then you have Carmelo as a six. Do they also bring up Trick and make it seven and a whole big ass? I don't know. I don't know. Also, I don't think Trick Williams is going to work. I said this before. When you bring Carmelo Hayes to the main roster, I, I, I don't want them to bring Trick Williams with him because I think on the main roster, Trick Williams would actually bring him down. I just, I feel like Trick Williams may bring him down a little bit on the main roster. I just don't think Trick Williams works for main roster. But someone that does work for main roster that was massive in NXT, well, that's Sami Zayn. And this man has become a fucking draw when you talk about selling merch, selling tickets, Getting people to watch the show. It's freaking Sami Zayn. Many want him to beat Roman Reigns tomorrow at Elimination Chamber, but according to Dave Meltzer, that doesn't look like the story. Dave Meltzer states that if Sami Zayn is to win at Elimination Chamber, well, that would end up being a last-minute change and would deviate from the current plan. Current plan is for Roman Reigns to retain and walk out in uh, the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. So, this is another little quick hit for you. He says that a lot would have to change if the plan would be for Sammy to walk out the champion tomorrow. But, you've seen crazier things happen. As far as our final news story here does go, 
No, we have two news stories. Um, as far as the Usos and their status for the pay-per-view tomorrow does go, it actually looks like they are good to go as far as the Elimination Chamber. And basically, well, I'll, I'll read what Meltzer wrote, and then we'll go from there. So Dave Meltzer did write in the, in the Observer that on SmackDown, Paul Heyman told Jimmy Uso that Reigns wants both Usos to stay home next week. Hence, this week, tonight, tomorrow. This is an angle in some form. Both Ugo Usos can now legally go into Canada. So that is not a cover story to explain for them not being there, but a storyline playing off the idea that some people think that that is the story and that is, is, and it is a cover. This isn't saying that they won't be there, but it is to put the idea in your head that they won't. So, in layman's terms, at one point, Jimmy and Jay had too many DUIs and couldn't get into Canada. Many think that they still can't get into Canada, as far as fans do go. Many fans still think they can't get into Canada. So, when Paul Heyman told Jimmy Uso, I don't want you, or Roman doesn't want you or Jay showing up next week. That was a lot of fans thinking, okay, that's the cover of why they can't be there. They still can't get into Canada. And that's what WWE wanted you to think, apparently, according to this new report from Meltzer. They wanted you to think that because then when the Usos actually do show up, it is a major surprise. So I like that. I like that they are playing off real life to make you think one thing and then have something else potentially happen that you may go, whoa, I didn't think that was possible because I didn't think they could even be there. And then they told us that they weren't going to be there. And I believed that because if... If the whole they can't get into Canada thing was not a thing and Heyman just said, don't come, then fans are going to go, uh, they're going to show up as a surprise. Well, it looks like the plan is for them to possibly show up as a surprise because I think that's a fantastic move, especially since they can get into Canada now. So since they can get into Canada now, tell us that they can't basically and then swerve us when they show up. Remember, Elimination Chamber is tomorrow night. We do have SmackDown tonight, and then we have Elimination Chamber tomorrow. One final news note I do want to hit on is that Ava Rain, the daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Simone Johnson, has been got, I guess you could say, has been given a name change in WWE. Just a little quick note here. She's no longer Ava Rain. She is now just going by the name Ava. Simply, her WWE profile states Ava. Does not state Ava Rain. It just says Ava. But with that, guys, that's going to wrap up the wrap-up. That's all we got here for you on a Friday, February 17th, 2023. I do want to say thank you if you guys are watching live or thank you if you're watching and listening later, whether that's youtube.com forward slash PWUnlimited, twitch.tv forward slash uh, youtube.com forward slash prowrestlingunlimited, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, and podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. As far as tonight goes, we will be breaking down tonight's Friday Night Smackdown live on the air. And four things have been announced for that show. First off, the Intercontinental Championship will be on the line when Gunter defends against Madcap Moss. Remember, Madcap won a fatal four-way last week to earn this shot. We also do know that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will be taking on the team of Natalia and Shotzi. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will be teaming up tonight as they take on the Viking Raiders. And finally, Asuka 
We'll be going one-on-one -on -one with Liv Morgan before the two head into the Elimination Chamber tomorrow night. So with that, that is everything that has been announced for tomorrow's Friday Night SmackDown or tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday. We'll be live tonight talking SmackDown. Then we'll be live tomorrow talking WWE Elimination Chamber. Maybe during that stream, we'll hit some notes from New Japan's Battle in the Valley as well if anything big does happen. And so we got two days today and tomorrow of some big live streams and big news content. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Friday, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.